Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, and we are ending eating disorders, ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. And we are talking about binge eating and bulimia and overeating and compulsive eating and yo-yo dieting and body hate and food obsession. All of those stem from the same root. And when the root is gone, then you are free. And we're not talking about managing eating disorder. We're talking about not having one anymore. And I really just want to celebrate our amazing, amazing clients. Um, we have our, our Q&As um, every week and just phenomenal, phenomenal celebrations today. And I just really want to like shout out and celebrate to all of the incredible women all around the world getting free. And it's just so, so fun to see, like for people to finally know that they're not alone. Like to have a completely new relationship with something. So we have a client who like her thing has always been chocolate. And now she's just like, she's like, I just don't really care for it. Like I used to just be, it couldn't stay in the house and she just has a totally new relationship with food. Like how cool is that? And the thing that used to be like her nemesis, right? Is now something that's just like not a big deal. I just really want to like celebrate our amazing clients, like getting their, mind back, right? So like all of that mental obsession and those food thoughts to be able to get their brain back to do with what they want to do with. Like, it's really, really cool. And to go from like binging in the middle of the night and like waking up and like, you know, feeling out of control to actually just choosing what they want to eat throughout the day and have it be a relaxed and a peaceful choice it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And this is what we're getting to see for one of our clients in like two weeks into the process, like just the ending of the old behaviors of the binge eating and getting to have peace with food. Like this is not something that has to take a long time. And I wanna celebrate one of our clients, like, and this happens really commonly where we had another client like get her cycle back, right? A lot of times with food struggles, like, you know, people won't have their period anymore. And then to be able to get that back and like, you know, we've had people who have struggled through, you know, it's like tens of thousands thousands of dollars on naturopaths and supplements and like like nothing worked because they still had an eating disorder and then once they don't have an eating disorder then our bodies are really really good at healing and it's just such a beautiful thing and oh man like one of our clients today said she's like I'm so grateful to know that I'm not powerless for the longest time I thought I was powerless and now I know I don't have to binge and I have power not to and you know, we have another client who she was really into like, you know, desserts, like, okay, like that was always my thing. I eat desserts. And she's like, I just don't care for them anymore. She's like, it's just like, not a thing. And that's that new normal. It's that new wonderful that we get to celebrate and really just a shout out to all of our amazing community that is not only getting free, but being in such gratitude and joy in that freedom and we really have an amazing community that's unlike anything else and it's really fun to have you guys celebrate that so hello hello and so fun to see you on here and 
super excited to launch into our topic today about ending an eating disorder on your own, fixing this problem yourself, like not needing anyone else. Like I want to get it done myself. Like I can do it. I'm capable. And we're going to talk about that directly um, and talk about a couple of factors to consider and some good realities to consider as well. So in fixing this problem on your own, um, you know, struggling with an eating disorder um, with whatever form it's coming in, right? Like you might call it your food addict, you might call it, you know, chocoholic, you might call it, you know, you're a sugar addict, uh, you might say that you're an overeater or a binge eater or whatever label you put on it. But we live in a do-it-yourself world. Like that is the world that we live in. You want to figure something out? You can get a book on it. You can watch a video on it. There's incredible content, like abundant content out there. Like there are whole blogs dedicated to whatever you want to do. Like you can just do a quick Google search and find endless, endless, endless information. You can start right now and watch a hundred YouTube videos in a row on whatever topic you want to fix. And so we have a culture that is very do-it-yourself focused. That's what we're taught to do. And because there's so much information, we have this societal idea that if you get help or if you can't do it on your own, then you're not capable or you're less than or you are stronger if you were able to figure it out on your own. And that's culturally where we're coming from. And I want you guys to see that there are, there are pros and cons to that cultural idea out there, okay? And oftentimes the, the arc of how it goes is we struggle for so long that we learn more and more along the way because we've had like 20 years of content, 40 years of content under our belt, right? It's like we have read all the books. I mean, you've read all the books. You maybe even gotten a certification degree. It's like, okay, I'm certified in yoga. I am a nutritionist. I have my PhD in psychology of eating disorders. Like there's all of this expertise. Either we have listened to so much content, watched so much content, done so much, tried so many things, been on so many diets that we feel like an expert, or we actually become like an expert. Like I have a degree in such and such, right? And so it turns into with the journey of trying to get free of an eating disorder and the struggle going on for so long that we feel more and more like experts because we've just been in this space. Like this is what we've thought about all day, every day for so long. And one painful part about this is that as the problem persists, because we know so much, it's almost like it makes it worse. It's like I'm binging and I have my degree in nutrition, so I know just how bad this is for me. Like I know just how much it's hurting me. Or I'm a certified personal trainer and I have all of these clients that I'm trying to help. Like, oh, you can't unrun, outrun your fork. It's like, all right, abs start in the kitchen. And I'm in the kitchen binging. And this is, there's, there becomes this like hypocrisy and this imposter syndrome of like, whoa, I'm an expert and I, I know so much, so why am I doing it? Or I've read so many books and I know exactly where it comes from. I know how the brain works. I know about neuroscience and you know, our, I've healed myself from all these things. That's another thing that stacks on is we do so many other things ourselves and then we feel like it's in the same category. Like, well, I quit smoking. 
well, I got out of a bad relationship. Like, why can't I fix this? I have an amazing career. Why can't I fix this? I put myself through school. Why can't I fix this? So the more expert we become, we actually start feeling worse when we're still doing it. And it's this constant feeling of, I know what to do. Why don't I do it? I know what to do. Why on earth don't I do it? I could show somebody else how to not do it. I could give amazing advice to my friend. I could write an entire book myself on how to not do it. So why don't I do what I know I shouldn't, what I know is hurting me? It's not a lack of education. I'm extremely educated about this. Why on earth am I still doing this? And it's this awful frustration that just builds and builds. And I want to I wanna say this from my heart and with love and with care, because I know this can be a vulnerable space, but I believe that truth is important. And I want to speak to what sometimes is the case. And a lot of times what it can come down to is I have already invested so much time, money, identity, effort, I've already put so many years into this that I will feel like a failure if I do not figure it out myself. Because if I can just do one more thing and figure it out on my own, then all of that will be worth it. And if I don't figure it out on my own once I've tried so hard, then I can't bear to feel like that failure. So I'm going to try even harder. I'm going to do even more. I'm going to do it myself it even harder. And this is what takes years and years and years away from our life. And like pride is a strong word, but it's, it's a, an element of that, of I have to figure it out on my own or I will be crushed by it's 20 years is too much to know that I was never going to figure it out on my own. Like it's, I, I have to do, like I have to make it work and I have to do it on my own to make, to justify, to justify my 20 years of existence of doing every single diet and taking every single supplement and going and seeing all of these people and getting certified myself. Like I have to justify it by figuring it out myself and I get it and I can appreciate that feeling. And I know that that is a thing that often, that often comes up. The if I don't figure it out on my own, then all of this will be for nothing. I cannot have that 20, 40 years wasted. And here's the truth that I want to share with you that I know from the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we have freed from this struggle, including myself, that what really matters is freedom. What really matters is freedom. You being free, you getting your life back. That's what really matters. Um, Kelly, who I just love, shout out to Kelly. Um, she's been graduated for a long time and enjoying her freedom. And she came to us and Kelly, I think was a wonderful ultimate example of this because she is such a strong person. She's so incredibly capable. She's really intelligent. And she had been trying to fix this on her own for 29 years. And that was her identity. She's like, I don't ask anyone for help. I figure these things out on my own. Like I am totally independent that way. That's just who I am. And Kelly came to us 
in such a wonderful coachable place. And it was, a, she's like, this is a big deal that I'm on this session. She's like, it's a big deal that I'm reaching out because I do not ever ask for help. But this is what she said. She said, this is what it comes down to. I have tried to figure this out on my own for 29 years and I haven't done it and I'm still binging. And I know now that I will either get your help to fix this or I will die a binge eater. And that is not acceptable to me. And for Kelly and her journey, she decided to be coachable. She decided to do the brave thing of really showing up for herself, being willing, being open. And in two weeks, two weeks, she didn't have an eating disorder anymore. She had an amazing foundation of knowledge and understanding, but she didn't know how to fix it. Her way wasn't working and our way works. And so in two weeks of getting those missing pieces that she needed, she was free and done. She doesn't have an eating disorder. She still doesn't have an eating disorder. You might've even seen the like, where are they now video? And Kelly's on there as well. Like, all right, years later, still don't have an eating disorder. <laughs> and it just keeps on getting better. But just like she said, there's such beautiful truth in that is if your way's not working, like and you've done everything, then you don't want to spend the rest of your life. Like you've got to get your life back. You've got to get your life back. And I get it. Like we want to do a lot of things on our own, right? Like, oh, well, if I could just go on a diet and fix this, of course, totally do that. If that's going to fix it, if it's as simple as that, if it's as simple as like, oh, just eat differently. If it's as simple as like, oh, meditate more. If it's as simple as like, oh, well, I just need to go to a year of therapy. If it's as simple as like, I mean, if it's as simple as that, do it. If it works, do it. If you have done all those things and none of them have worked, why keep doing them? If you know your way isn't working, is there a space for your life, for your freedom, where there's an openness to, okay, am I willing to see it another way? What if I'm not actually going to figure this out on my own? And that can be a hard place to be in because we want to try things on our own first. And that's where we usually all start out. Like not a lot of people just jump right from like, I have a struggle with food. Okay. I'm going to go and get the help that I need. You're going to be like, all right, I'm going to try these 10 things. But what is that point for you? What is that point where enough is enough? Like, are you willing to spend 10 years trying to figure it out on your own and not, not fixing the problem? Are you willing to give 20 years of your life to that? Are you willing to give 30 or 40 years of your life? Are you willing to die with the same problem? Like, are you willing to keep going? And I can tell you like with the hundreds and hundreds of women that we have freed from this, that are healed from it, that don't have an eating disorder anymore. All of them reached that point where they were like, enough is enough. I refuse to give one more day of my life to a problem that I don't know how to fix, especially if there's a way to fix it. And I want you guys to know that some of you, you've tried for so long to fix this on your own and with so many failures and that feeling of failure that you're at a scary place, which is the thought of maybe it's me, maybe I'm broken, maybe nothing will work for me. And the sadness is, is that there will be a point on people's journey where not even we can help them because they're not looking for us anymore. 
they've decided. They've decided that they're broken. They've decided they can't be free. They've decided that after 25 years of doing everything and trying to figure this out and nothing working, that it can't be fixed. And that's a tragedy. And that is why we, we say our message to the world and we're not gonna stop saying that message. Because if one person that was gonna give up hope can realize like, oh, is there a way out of this? Even after being told by somebody in authority that like, oh, you're never gonna be done with this. Like that glimmer of like, oh, what if I could be done with this? That is the thing that leads them to the answer of actually being free and done. But it just comes down to, it's like, okay, like, is your way working? Have you tried enough stuff? Are you willing to be open and coachable? And how much life are you willing to give to trying to figure it out on your own? If, you if you've been trying to figure it out as the capable and intelligent and successful person that you are, if you've been doing that for 10 years and the problem's still not fixed, all right, like the only, like my way isn't working. And I know that sometimes it comes up of like, but Lydia, you fixed this on your own. You fixed it on your own. If you can do it, then I can do it. I'm just as smart as you. You very well probably are. Like, cool, you could be as smart as me. Like, you, great, wonderful. You could be smart, capable, you can have all the experience. What it comes down to is, is it working? Is your way working? Our way's working. Is your way working? And I just want to pull back the curtain and because sometimes this comes up of like, oh, well, Lydia, like you just read a book or like you just you just figured it out on your own. And that's just not true. And so I really want to like make sure that you guys have good and accurate information there. And I'm actually going to pull back the curtain right now and tell you exactly, exactly how I figured out how to fix this problem on my own. OK, and I'm going to let you know and I'm going to show you my my method and how it came to be and how we figured it out. Okay, so I started out as a coach that specialized in ending habits and starting new habits effectively. And my focus was in weight loss. Da, 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 da. All right, for <laughs> you guys know who like, no spoilers, like the end of the story, it's like, all right. So I specialized in weight loss and helping people to end habits and create new ones. And I was very good at helping people to do that, supporting them in that. Okay. Then I developed an eating disorder and it went from like an anorexia to a binge eating, to a bulimia, to a binge eating, to like a, like, and it was food obsession the whole time. And it was body hate. And it was like the bulimia through like over exercising and starvation and the yo-yo dieting and the, like the weight gain and the weight loss and the, all of that. Right. I almost died. I almost died. Um, I'm glad I didn't die. <laughs> Not worth dying over dieting. Um, okay. So then I developed an eating disorder and I tried all the stuff on my own, right? I did all the things I did all the diets and the, the, you know, delve back into your past trauma and like, Oh, well, you know, we've got to, you know, just to make sure to eat all the right way. And we've got to avoid all of the triggers and, you know, Oh, it's actually like, what are you hungry for? And it's not, it's not food. And I'm trying to fill some void and I'm going on a personal development journey. And like, it's probably more meditation and it's probably more yoga. And like, I read all the books and like, I did all the things and what I realized after doing so many things was one, none of them worked. None of them helped. And I have the identity of like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it full out and I'm going to prove like, 
Because I've never been somebody who's like, well, I don't really know if that worked because I didn't do it full out. Like, I um, will do something full out, you guys. Like, it's it's always been my identity of like, I will prove that something doesn't work because nobody will do it as like all out as I did. And if it doesn't work, then it's the thing and it's not me, right? Because like, I can say I've done it all the way. So everything that I did, I was all in all in star student best in the world never missed a day and i was getting worse my food obsession got worse my binge eating got worse my anxiety got worse my shame got worse my body kept getting bigger it's like i'm doing all of the perfect things on this diet and yeah i'm still binging because i don't know how to not to but i also will have long streaks of trying to be totally perfect and i'll eat like a piece of fruit and then I'll start gaining weight. It's like all the things like, well, it works for everybody else. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm doing it full out and it is not working. And the problem is getting worse and worse. And there was a message in like the eating disorder, like recovery world that just started being very abrasive in my mind. And it was this message of you are broken except that you're broken. You have an eating disorder. You're always gonna have an eating disorder. There's no way out of an eating disorder. It's an addiction, it's who you are. Once a food addict, always a food addict. That's gonna be the rest of your life. No matter what you do, you're gonna be managing triggers, let people know you have an eating disorder. Like it's, and I knew who I was. Like, and I didn't think it was fair. <laughs> That's actually a big thing that it came down to. I'm like, you know what? If I were addicted to heroin, I would be like full ownership. I shouldn't have done heroin. I got addicted to it because I chose to put a needle in my arm, bad on me, now I'm addicted to heroin. Okay. But I have to eat. I, it just didn't seem fair that all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, I mean, it'd been years, but like I had this horrible life destroying issue with food and what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. I was just eating and I was being a person and I was being super healthy and I was being like the best ever on the diets. Why do I have to live the rest of my life with the identity of brokenness and I have an eating disorder when I didn't do anything to get there in the first place? And I was like, I am choosing to reject the idea of brokenness. I am choosing to reject this societal idea around eating disorders where like you're in recovery until you relapse and there's no freedom and you can't be cured from an eating disorder and you shouldn't even tell people that they can be cured from an eating disorder. I'm like, you know what? I've tried all the things and they don't work to fix the problem. And I don't want to accept that there is no fix to the problem. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table one day, probably obsessing about food, but I remember sitting at the kitchen table being like, am I going to die thinking about food? Am I going to be taking my last breaths and be feeling guilt over my last binge? Is this going to be the rest of my life? And I'm like, it's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Completely not okay. So I'm like, there is no good solution out there. If there was, I would find it and I would do that thing, right? So I decided to invent something on my own. <laughs> I decided that I was gonna stop doing all the traditional things that weren't fixing it 
And I was going to do something based off of what I already knew with a radical idea that I could be free from an eating disorder, that I could be completely done. And with the principles that I knew worked in breaking a habit. And I realized that there are, there is a habit of thought that leads to this action with food, right? It's like, there's a cascade of thoughts where I think these patterns of like, I think this, and then I think that, and then I think that it's like, I shouldn't have any, well, no, I should, well, I can eat this. It's healthy. Well, I just am not satisfied and I should just have one more. And well, I've already blown it and I've totally blown it. So I might as well have what I want and get it out of the house. It's just like, there is this pattern of thought that happened all the time. And I was an expert at ending habits. And I thought, what if, what if there was a habit of thought that could be broken. And then once the habit of thought is broken, then I wonder if the behavior would change. And so what I did is I put together the principles that I knew from, from breaking habits and habit change. I put them toward a habit of thought and specific methods of how to make that effective with what I had learned from, you know, like years and years of coaching and all the people that I'd coached to break the habit of thought. And there were some good people out there, right? Like that, um, you know, helped me to recognize some of these things. Like there are some great authors and great people and like they didn't have the answer to fix it. But I realized that I wasn't alone in this school of thought of like, oh, maybe it's not just that I don't have any self-control. Like maybe it's that, oh, there's, there's something wrong with how dieting and restriction and how, you know, body image and just like, so I was getting some good information, but none of that was like the answer, right? I needed like the answer to be done. And when I put those things into place, I ended my eating disorder, ended it. I have never binged since I completely ended my eating disorder, but I'm one person. I am one person. And so it ended my eating disorder, but there's lots of different factors, right? It's like, okay, well, what about somebody who's been struggling with this for longer than I've been alive? Well, what about somebody who has a way more severe eating disorder? What about somebody who doesn't have as severe of an eating disorder? What about somebody with all sorts of, you know, different conditions or like, you know, health issues or like food allergies, or it's like, there were all of these variables of like, but will it work for other people? And the cool thing is, is that I happen to be in a position where I, as a coach, had trained over 400 coaches and all amongst us, we had over 8,000 clients and a ton of them were struggling with the same sorts of compulsions. So I actually, you guys might've heard this in my story in another place, but um, when I still had my eating disorder, I sort of uh, came out and was open with people and went on like this national call and they were expecting like health tips for me. And I'm like, actually I've been a complete like, put up this facade and tried to tell you all that I'm so healthy, but I'm actually super, super struggling with food and I don't know how to fix it. I just couldn't be inauthentic anymore. And I thought that at that time I was committing career suicide and I just went and curled up in a ball and cried and cried and kissed my coaching career goodbye because who wants a coach that struggles with food? <laughs> and the reaction was a huge surprise. So I started getting hundreds of messages, emails, like, from people all around the country that like, you know, listened to um, like the national call that I did. And they're just like, oh my gosh, like 
I feel the same way. Like I've been struggling. Like I cannot stay on my diet. Like it's like day one over and over and over and over. Like I'm feeling the same thing. And it's like, I'm eating out of control and I'm thinking of food all the time. And I was like, what is going on here? Cause I thought that I was my own personal brand of crazy. Like I'm like, I have some sort of thing wrong with me where I'm very crazy and I think about food all the time and sometimes I'll start eating and I can't stop and I, it's like this out of body experience where I'm watching myself eat and I have no control and it's really scary. Like, don't tell anyone, Lydia. That's really messed up. That's really crazy. And then when I actually told people, everyone was like, me too. Me, me, me. I feel the same way. And I was like, whoa, there's a big thing going on here. And at the time, like I didn't label it as an eating disorder. I labeled it as like, I can't stick to my diet, <laughs> which I understand differently now. So 8,000 clients, a ton of them had come out and been like, Hey, I struggle as well. So I'm like, all right, it worked for me. Let's see. Let's see if it works for other people. So what we did is we started doing like, we started doing focus groups. We started doing trial runs. We started gathering data. We started really refining the principles, right? It's like, oh, okay, this is something that is really effective, that is essential for getting free. This is something that we thought was important, but actually doesn't really make a difference. Wow, when we put this thing into place, the results that we could get in eight weeks, we now get in two weeks, like, okay. And then who does it work for? And we started seeing like, wow, somebody can literally have had like severe eating disorders, like diagnosed bulimia, like, and they can be free of this, even after like 45, 50 years in a handful of weeks with what we're teaching them. It's like, all right, like who can't this help? So we just started like expanding more and more and seeing like, is there, is there some condition where it's like, oh, like this, this person can't be helped with these principles. And what we found is that there were really three essential qualities that needed to be in place. And the good news is that they were all a choice, but for somebody to be successful in ending their eating disorder. The first one was, is that we found they needed to have a really strong sense of decisiveness and commitment to fixing this now. Because one of the biggest factors why people wouldn't get results is they wouldn't feel an urgency and they just weren't doing the work. Like they were just like, oh, well, I don't really know if I want to be free from this, or maybe I can keep going, or maybe I can go on another diet. Like they weren't really committed and decisive about this being now. So we found the energy of like, I refuse to go one more day without your help, without a proven system. Like, I need to be done with this now, that was an important factor. And again, that comes down to a choice. So that was a good thing. Like we could really see who would choose to be that way. The second thing that we saw was there was a resourcefulness about it, right? So some people come in with an identity of like, well, I just can't, well, I just can't. And that's a choice as well. So again, it came down to, were they doing the practice or not? And that was the other big thing that would get in the way is like, well, I just can't do it. And then they wouldn't, it was like, hmm. and then there were the people that were like, oh, this feels, this feels really different. And I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And they would see the result. Hooray. So the resourcefulness of like, I am coach, I'm like, I'm going to do what I need to, to get the work, to fit it into my day, to make it happen. Right. These are like the make it happen people. <laughs> I will make it happen. Then the third thing that we saw that was a big factor was coachability. And this is what we've talked about a little bit, but like people who came in with this idea that, oh, don't tell me what to do. I already know. Don't you know I have a PhD? Don't you know I'm a nutritionist? Don't you know I know all about food? Don't you? Uh, and again, it came down to the same thing of like, 
people who decided they knew too much to be coachable. Like, well, I like what you're saying, but I'm going to do it my way. And then they wouldn't get the results because they weren't doing it in the way that worked. So those are three qualities that we really found were essential. And when those weren't in place, it all really came back to one same thing, which was those were the big three biggest barriers, if somebody didn't choose to be those, for them to be in action and for them to do the work. And that was a, a big realization on the journey of like, it is not about more information. Like you can tell someone information until you're blue in the face. Like you can write it all down. You can review it with them. They can know more and more. Oh, I understand. Oh, I understand how this works. It's like, but the transformation, the actual result came in the practicing of what we were teaching them to really put that into practice and to do it in a way that could be refined, right? Because with ending an eating disorder, we have exactly the principles of how to get someone there, but information of how to practice those and their practice isn't enough. You need somebody like the, the jar can't, if you're inside the jar, you can't see the label of the jar, right? So the coaching element is really important because there were a lot of things that you don't know what you don't know and you can't see what you can't see, right? So when there was the refinement of this is the principle, this is what I'm practicing. Oh, and here's the thing that you need to adjust that you can't see on your own. And then when people would adjust, because now they have like somebody who can reflect that to them of what they need to change, then boom, they got the result. And so that's really how we found out how to do this. It was all based off of the data of refining the principles and really seeing that this worked like at its root for so many different situations. It didn't matter somebody's cultural background. It didn't matter the severity of their eating disorder. It didn't matter how long it had been. It didn't matter how many things they tried. And like, there were things that just were not issues. Like they didn't have to be super confident. They didn't have to love their bodies. Like somebody could like just hate their bodies, hate themselves and still get free of this. Like, <laughs> so we found what mattered and what didn't matter. And some things really surprised us, right? But what happened is that it was a predictable method that ended in eating disorder. And that's what we found. Now that's how I got there. That's how I fixed it on my own. Could you do that? Maybe, maybe, really, maybe you could do that. That was my journey. Maybe you could do it on your own. Maybe you could take the next 10 years and find some new method and make it up yourself and go through all of those trials and figure this out. You could spend the next 10, 20 years and maybe someday you would be able to figure this out on your own, but you will not get those 10 years back. This is, this is my life. This is what I do. This is what we did. That's what I was willing to commit to so that not only could I end my own eating disorder, we could end others. But if there's already a way, would it be worth it to not get those 10 years back and to not know that you're ever going to find that? Maybe you could. I'm not saying that you couldn't. But why would it be worth those years of life if there's already a way to end this? And I, I think about it like this sometimes. If you go to a doctor with cancer, and you need emergency surgery right then to cut out the cancer and save your life. Could you do it yourself? Maybe. You could start school that day. You could learn how to do some sort of like incredible self-surgery where you could cut out your own cancer. 
there is a possibility, especially with how capable and smart and cap like just successful you are, there is, a, there is a possibility that you could do it. But you're dying from cancer. And so even if you could, you don't have the time. We only get one life. And why is it worth risking the rest of your life for, you could just say, yes, doctor, let's go in for surgery right now. Somebody else already knows how to do it. The wheel doesn't need to be reinvented. Could you do it yourself? Maybe. Why would you? And I know to a certain extent, like it's like, all right, sometimes it's just, I've got to prove that this doesn't work. We actually had um, uh, one of our grads, she graduated quite a few years ago, um, but she actually, she booked a session with us. And then she said, you know what? I, I really think that maybe this last diet will work. She's like, I really feel like this is different than the other ones. It really is. And so she took a year. She actually canceled her session with us. She took a year and she committed fully to that diet. She was all in, she was in the culture. She got all of the different supplements. Like she was, you know, testing her blood. Like she was just like, she was all in. And she came back to us a year later, heavier than she'd ever been. And her eating disorder was worse than ever. And she's just like, I needed to know it didn't work. I needed to know it didn't work. And then she got started and now she's free. <laughs> she doesn't have an eating disorder anymore because we knew how to fix it. We knew how to fix it a year ago. We knew how to fix it now. And so sometimes it is, you have to do like the next thing that's not gonna work to convince yourself that your way isn't working. But if you do it too many times, you run out of life and you run out of time. And so it's so important to, if you want to be done with this, and if somebody can help you to do that, then it's just, is it worth it? And if not, then it's probably not the time. Like if you're like, you know what? I would rather spend the next 10 years trying to figure this out on my own than having the next 10 years of freedom. If that is the case, I do not think it would be a fit. Like I said, there's three qualities. There needs to be a decisiveness. There needs to be like a, now is the time. And so I wanted to wrap up with just a really simple question of just ask yourself sincerely after everything that you've tried, after everything that you've done, out of how capable and intelligent you are and successful you are and hardworking you are and resourceful, like all of that, like you can own that. Like nobody has an eating disorder without being able to do hard things because having an eating disorder is really hard. So this is no threat to your identity or your wonderfulness or like who, who you are. And with all that, holding yourself as a whole, I want you to just ask this question. Do I still have a struggle with food or not? It really comes down to simply that. If the answer is no, I do not have a struggle with food any longer. Great, high five, wonderful. I'm super excited for the rest of your life of freedom. If the answer is, yeah, I'm still struggling, then if you still have the problem and you don't know how to fix it and you don't want to spend the rest of your life with trial and error, and I know you might have already invested a lot of time and money and life and years, and I get that, and you can look back on that with gratitude because it got you to the point of coachability of like, all right, now I'm ready to fix this. Because the result is the most important thing. Your freedom is the most important thing. And you may intellectually understand how to fix this, but if you're not having the result, 
if you're not waking up every day in freedom with normal eating and peace in your mind and never being worried about binging and knowing that nothing can make you binge, if you don't have that yet, and if you want that, then understand that there is a way. And we have that. Like, we've done it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. With all sorts of different situations, all sorts of different circumstances, all sorts of amazing women. We've had women multiple times with their PhDs in the psychology of eating disorders that came to us because they knew their way wasn't working and they had to finally do what was going to work, what was going to end this. We've had women that were on disability from emotional breakdowns because of this. Women that haven't worked for decades, women that had an identity of like brokenness and nothing's going to work for me and is my life even worth it? And now they're free and they can step into that confidence. We've had women that have struggled with this for six months and we've had women that have struggled with this for 55 or 60 years and they've gotten free. We've had people who are binging and purging 14, 15 times a day and people who never even considered that. It just drove them crazy that every single evening they're like, I'm not going to have a, a snack, but then they did. And they just, that's not who they are to be out of integrity. But it's the same root thing that ends it. And if you want that freedom for yourself, if that is a priority for you, and if you could say that you're those three things that you would choose to be decisive and committed to fixing this now, if you would choose to show up coachable, if you would choose to be resourceful so that you could get that practice to really put this into your life, because that's the only way that it works. If there was another way, oh man, I would tell it to you. <laughs> but what we know absolutely at this point is you've got to put it in practice. You've got to do the work. And that work is actually wonderfully easier than having an eating disorder for the rest of your life. But it is, it's a change and it's work. And it does take courage and vulnerability and all those good things. But it's not nearly as hard as having an eating disorder. And if you want that for you, what you do is you go to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. So that is a session where we are going to get you the foundation of freedom. We are going to determine if we can help you. If we can, then we will show you how. You'll be super clear on next steps about how to end this. If not, we'll know where to best direct you from there. But either way, you're going to have that, that foundation of freedom. And then you can, you can choose what you want to do with it. <laughs> and if we can help you, like I said, we'll show you how. But that is the first step because this is about you as an individual. This is not like a mass, like, okay, I'm just going to like be like, all right, let anyone in. That's something that we really are committed to. It's like we only invite those in that we know that we can help that we are 100% confident we can get you to the other side of this. And this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. All right, bye guys. Mwah. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!